Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 33. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Villil-Springer. This week's episode is all about giving back to your community, where we're joined by the Forest Salon Software's charity team leads, Sarah McAvoy and Aoife Kelly-Cooney. We'll also take you through this week's blog, so three messaging tools to improve internal salon communication, the final announcement for the Salon Owners Summit 2018, and top tips for creating your salon mission statement. And as always, we'll top off the show with our upcoming Forest Academy webinars. This podcast is produced every Monday morning for your enjoyment with a cup of coffee on your day off. Now, let's get into the show. So Zoe, we, we've two guests today. We have. We're yes. doubled up here. So uh, we're going to kick it off with, uh, first off, welcome Sarah and Aoife. Thank um, you. Aoife, you Aoife's been on the show a few yeah. times now at this yeah. stage. Yeah, But you, you seem to enjoy it every time though. Yeah. It takes me away from my dad. Welcome to first time. I'm, I'm laughing. It's much. Sarah's first time and she's more relaxed than the three of us. So, um, yeah, we had like the reason we're doing this episode is because we had Graham Kent from FHC Hair. They're recently talking about. It. So every year mm. his salon actually gets involved with the local community and they do ch- uh, fundraising events. And I think mm-hmm. over the last 10 years, his salon alone has generated over a hundred grand. Wow. Hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. Mm. So like we're we're gonna talk a bit about ours today now. I know we're more of an organization, but like any salon can get on board this. Yeah, it's just about definitely. tweaking it for the size of your business. So yeah. do you wanna kick it off, Sarah? Yeah. So, yeah, sure. So um this is the third year that I've been involved in the Forest Charity Project. It's been going, I think, for about five years altogether. Um first year they did Barrettstown where a group of people went and uh, did activities with kids with special needs mm-hmm. um, two years was building a garden for a hospital um, and a residency for adults that had severe disabilities um, and then last year and this year we're doing it for friends of the elderly so it's basically fundraising for the elderly who need to get out like they might not necessarily have an outlet they're at home all week um, and friends of the elderly provide that for them um, they don't have any government funding, so that's where we come in. Um, and then, like, last year, the target was 7,000, and we managed to raise 8,000 for them. And this year, the target is 10,000, and we're already at seven, so... And we've only really just started it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that seven came yeah. from. <laughs> I keep no counting comment. the money just to make sure I haven't added on any zeros. Or <laughs> <laughs> counted fifties instead of tens or something, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, like, it's really exciting. Um, we're only about three weeks in, technically, and we have like we have the rest of the year, so mm. yeah, it's amazing. And what about you, Aoife? Like, well, how how long you've been involved in in the charity project? Yeah, well, like Sarah, uh, the past three years, so the two gardens and last year's Friends of the Elderly event, and again Friends of the Elderly this year. So I think what we what we kind of did is we moved away from the larger organisations, which is probably what will be relevant to salon owners who are looking to do something in their local community. So we wanted to bring it to kind of smaller charities that aren't government funded and that are closer to us so that we just feel like it's we're helping kind of the local people as well so, you so know. somewhere where whatever we raise will actually make an impact absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. and you really see it as well because there are some organiz- organizations out there and like the amount of funding that they mm. get every year yeah. mm-hmm. that whatever we raise like the couple of grand basically just go on admin for them or something absolutely. Yeah. so the absolutely. charities that you and you you both choose them yourselves is it because myself and Zoe, like yeah. we're only here just over a year, so this this is a kind of our first experience with it. Yeah. But yeah. You guys have been with it from the start, yeah, yeah. And we were a lot smaller then as well, so yeah. I could nearly say 
just a little bit bigger than a salon. So it's not like there was hundreds of people in the company when it first started. No, when I first started working here, I think there was about 45 yeah. people yeah. Um, compared to mm. over 100 now. Yeah. So to be honest, the way we did it, um, like what you were saying, you don't want to be fundraising for a company that gets a lot of, or an organisation, excuse me, for a lot of, um, that get a lot of funding. Um, and we do a lot of research. Homelessness is a massive issue in um, Dublin. And a lot of people would suggest that as a, as a fundraiser um, and for your yeah for your charity event to be that but a lot of the homeless charities get um, a serious amount of funding and help so for us Mm. it's like identifying somebody who's not necessarily looked after they might not be in the limelight or in in Mm. the media of who needs help and a lot of the time it's the elderly the elderly are forgotten about they've done all the hard work and they're kind of just (laughs) you know they want to enjoy their last few years so how did you um, come across the Friends of the Elderly last year? They're around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> All your research, you walked outside. Your research is walking around the office block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would have found them just through doing that alone. But we reached out to a, like a load of people in the city centre. Yeah. We're in the city centre in Dublin. And there are a lot of charities, like Sarah was saying, and a lot of them are homeless. Mm-hmm. But we were just giving them a call and saying like, oh, look, this is what we're looking to do. Come. And we were turned down by We were turned of, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were turned down. So, that's surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good in a way, because that means people are there helping them. But yeah. for us, it was like, okay, if we're being turned down for this particular area of who needs fundraising, let's just look at something else. And uh, yeah, that's how it came up with the elderly. Yeah. And we do, just to mention as well about giving back on a smaller scale, um, we started doing Age Action. They're another mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, organisation. Uh, You've charity. been involved in this. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to let Sarah talk about it. <laughs> well, you could talk that after me. <laughs> but um, yeah, we started that this year and Age Action is another charity, charity organisation for the elderly. And what we did was we welcomed in two separate groups of um, elderly from the community and we hooked them up with a staff member from Forest and they sat with two hour two hours on a Thursday for five weeks, I think it was. Yeah. Five weeks, yeah. Yeah, five weeks each time. And uh, yeah, we just taught them computer skills, like basic stuff, anything they wanted, like setting up Facebook, email address. Some of them actually brought in their own gadgets, which was pretty cool. Like they had their iPads yeah. and like, oh, I want to learn how to use this. And um, yeah, that yeah. was really nice was, thing for us to do. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, can you go uh, No, no, you're all right. I was very blown away with it because I was expecting like, when we were gearing up for it, I was going to Sarah's like, all right, well, where's the manual? Like, <laughs> where's the stages yeah. where I go and teach them? Like, no, no, you just teach them whatever. It's like, all right, yeah. fine. So it's like, all right, iPads, can't use an iPad, never use an iPad. I'm not taking an iPad. One person turns up with an iPad and it was with me. But I was laughing. It's like, she was actually teaching me the yeah. iPad yeah. because they were yeah. well aware of it. So for five weeks, it was just me and her having a conversation really like because they were already kind of up with it but it was good though it was good kind of bringing them in go for sandwiches then midway and stuff exactly it's a lovely way kind of to bridge the gap as well like between generations because I think a lot of the time they do feel disconnected Mm -hmm. especially with technology advances Mm -hmm. like so yeah and it it grows so fast as well yeah Mm -hmm. and that's that's where it's kind of us sharing our skills because like we're all working on computers mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. not iPads yeah we're working on computers every day so that's a skill we could offer someone else yeah. where like you in a hair salon or beauticians or anything like that there's a little skill that you could give back maybe yes. an hour in the evening now I know Absolutely. a lot of you are busy but it's kind of like adapt to your own salon well, yeah. like, I think I think even last year in um in the 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 charity that at we the did, dinner dance at the dinner dance yeah. there were like people yeah. from Forest that were 
coming from the industry, basically. They had backgrounds in the industry and they just had doing little treatments here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was yeah. like a little station. So our trainers, yeah. our in-house trainers had stations where they were doing hair and stuff yeah. like that, was it? Yeah, yeah that was Barbara lovely, was doing makeup, Declan was doing hair. Um, so, Martha was doing, I think, makeup as well. And it was nails, really cool because yeah. some of the ladies had ne- hadn't been to the hairdressers in like 30 years or something, yeah. you know. Oh, the queue for it. Yeah, yeah. They're all so <laughs> happy. They were getting the comb over yeah. the little bit of hair yeah. they had left. Like, it was very good, yeah. <laughs> but it's but, just um, that little yeah. kind of value, f- the treatment, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah. it does make a difference. Like, even if you don't think it does, it actually does impact them in their lives. Yeah, yeah. they're so appreciative. Like, and I don't think we can ever imagine the impact that we have you know, like, they're just mm. so blown away. Even that age action, like, they didn't really need to know how to use computers. They were just coming in for the chat and yeah. the cup of tea and the sandwiches. And They didn't know who we were, what yeah. company we were, or anything. <laughs> they just wanted to come in and talk to someone for two hours. Yeah. And it was great because we yeah. got a laugh out of it as well. Mm. And then they all got certificates at the end as well. Yes. So we yeah, got those yeah. photos too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, anything is just kind of identify somewhere in your community and where can you help out, I suppose? What, mm-hmm. what skills can you offer? So, um, recently, just what was our most recent fundraiser was the quiz. Table quiz, yeah. yeah. On Wednesday night, we had it in the Generator Hostel here in Dublin. Um, we had 19 tables altogether, which was amazing. Um, a lot of staff, thankfully, friends, family, and then there was some outsiders as well, which is always great to see. And we raised 1,100. Um, we had a raffle on the night as well, so... Yeah, really good. Table quiz is always like one of the yeah. best nights. And it was super professional this year because um, we actually got a quiz master in. A real and he quiz had, master. Like, <laughs> he real had one. like a big screen with everything on it. And like, yeah, he had like one of those clicky things in his hand for yeah. changing the pictures. And I was the like, mic. And a microphone. He blew, yeah. he Very blew professional. us out of the water because like, we did it last year and year before and we were not that good. So yeah, we'll, we'll probably get him again next year. Always good crack that was, that was yeah. great crack it's like that it was a lot of staff but there were randomers because it was in a hostel yeah. mm-hmm. so people got on board and everyone was yeah. kind of mixing you know a few drinks obviously yeah. but um, <laughs> it's good crack and then we had the raffle as well so there was some really good donations came out of that one yeah mm. yeah, yeah brilliant there was great prizes and the top prize is cash prize which everybody wants yeah <laughs> so any next stages now before I don't think we've even announced what we're what the, the budget is going to go towards but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second yeah. have we got any more plans yeah, so the next thing um, we're looking to do, we've never done it before as a fundraiser, it's going to be a forest market day. So we're going to transform the fifth floor um, of our offices into like a market. So it'll be like stalls for clothes. Mm-hmm. The staff are going to bring in clothes that they have in the wardrobe that are pretty decent, like um, that they might have donated to charity, but bring them in, sell them off and like accessories. We've got a couple of people here that, um, has loads of free stuff at home Wanda runs a blog so she has loads of skincare yeah. and makeup so she's mm-hmm. going to donate that to sell um, and yeah we'll do up some food and cakes and stuff so we can make it like really big it's not just a cake sale anymore it's it's going to be a forest sell everything <laughs> <laughs> it's like bring anything your mammy's handbag we sell it <laughs> that'll be fun yeah, yeah. It will. Be so fun. that's the next thing if it's not yeah. pinned down to the floor it's coming in yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah so after that then I guess it'll just be kind of the charity committee banging our heads together to see like how do we get the next Mm. thousand Mm. or the next but Mm. I have no doubt that we'll reach the target and and probably beat it like you know and we have an I donate so if anyone does want to like set up their own charities or donate to our charity we use I donate so Mm -hmm. it just sits there is it yeah it's really good there's another few um, online 
links or online uh, charity pages that you can use. But this one is the reason we chose it is because it's mobile friendly. So there's none of this like pinching your fingers together to try and make it small. <laughs> yeah. Enter in this. It's like we learned all about that at age action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like they do take a percentage, but it's not it's not a lot. And um, whoever donates is given the option if they want to pay the extra euro, you know, to cover the, yeah. to cover oh, the charge. Right. And to be honest, most people do that, which is really good. Um, yeah, so we will. We'll, we'll still have the donations rolling in on that page, which we might just put the link up somewhere in case. Oh, oh yeah, we'll link yeah. it in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so do we have a deadline for this? I kind of think we're going to leave it open till October. Yeah. Um, as we did last year, wasn't yeah. it? Last year we had the dinner dance was in yeah. September. This yeah. year it's going to be... August. So the, it's a, the funds are actually going to more use this year. Yeah, yeah. So like the, um, last year, a lot of the money went on an event where we took them back in time to like the 1950s in an iconic hotel in Dublin city centre. So much fun. It was yeah. so much <laughs> I was here fun. a week and I was already dressed in like yeah. 50s. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Real dapper. It was um, lovely. But yeah, we had over 100 members from Friends of the Elderly at that, but it was very uh, pricey. So the two ladies from Friends of the Elderly approached us and basically asked if we could have a smaller event in their club, um, but not be high in costs. And that's exactly what we're doing because they need to maintain the building. They need a new floor. It's it's not that great, to be honest. It's very old. And because they don't have government funding, they want to make sure it's up to standards with safety and all that kind of thing. So that's yeah. how... That's where the 10,000 is going to go. New floor. They can dance on that floor for years to come. Mm. Um, maybe a lick of paint. Who knows? But like, yeah, it's mainly for maintenance um, and repair of, of their club, which is going to be more effective and more people will benefit from that than a dance. Yeah, because you went in there recently enough and sent us back some photos and videos. And it's shocking. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say shocking. It really is like it. it's basically a pit. Yeah. In the middle of the room. Yeah. And toilets don't even work or something Yeah, like no, that. they need work on the toilets. And yeah. uh, the, the storage system isn't that great. It's quite dated, like being in the city centre and stuff. So that needs a lot of work. It's um, not somewhere that you could go and hang out. And that's what the place was built originally for. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's weird, like, because I've gone up there a couple of Wednesdays and Aoife has as well. And they just, like, they don't even really notice it to be honest yeah. I think yeah. a lot of the time they're just delighted to get out for a few hours meet up with their friends but it's the staff and the volunteers that are kind of like look we need to get this sorted because dancing on carpet isn't safe either no like they need a good you know yourself yeah. like, burning all that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yourself dancing on carpet isn't fun so um, yeah and they have the oldest boy band in Dublin there they, yeah. all, they play every Wednesday <laughs> every Wednesday yeah so it'd be good for them as well to have like a nice little venue to go and play their music and stuff yeah, yeah. I might throw an old uh, soundbite in there if we can get one <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. well we actually yeah. told them that they wanted yeah throw a soundbite in they want to record an album but they've they've never had an, enough money to go anywhere remember they said a Christmas album yeah. and we told them like that we had a a Sound studio proof, here proof. Yeah. they wanted to come down now they never they never got back to us but we must and Zoe's an audio mixer so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that'd be like if they could it's produce Christmas it, number one here Christmas we go <laughs> oh, expect to watch out I haven't recorded an album in like six years yeah. now but sure <laughs> there's now's a challenge for you yeah. now yeah <laughs> so um, so yeah that's that's basically how we're getting involved in the charities have you got any advice for any salons that might be um, thinking of kind of getting into this route um, 
I would definitely look at what like what you can do yourself. So not the not the easy thing you can do, but like what do you have that you could give yeah. that doesn't involve that much money? So obviously like skills, like hair, beauty, they're all things that you can use. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't always have to be cash donations. You can mm-hmm. provide services or yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Like yeah. mm-hmm. maybe turn up once a week for an hour or something and like like you were saying, do hairstyles, yeah, yeah. exactly makeup, facials, exactly. anything mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, it's gonna be different for every community yeah. as well. You'll know like where you'll the areas of needed. need are. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of um a lot of publicity um, with some salons they were doing hair for the homeless and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. like even something like that it's like low cost, low time like, but massive impact like. Yeah like yeah. some salons do like free haircuts or something and mm. that could be just once a month. Yeah. yeah. So like that like one hour a month 15 minutes a week basically. Another yeah. idea might be for like if you had any local hospitals like mm-hmm. regional hospitals where you know I know That's some really hairdressers good, go yeah. in or nursing home and yeah, the, yeah <clears throat> like a nursing home as well and they go in and they would like give treatments to people who are in hospital or in homes like mm-hmm. you see that even in Beaumont Hospital here like they can go and get their hair done within the hospital and yeah. their nails as well even in the bed they can have their nails done so they're like That's really, really nice, nice things idea. that you can do yeah. you know that don't actually really cost you anything other than your time yeah so and the impact that has is massive like you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like it's the one time we'll always tell you this is the only time we'll tell you I mean think, think small here mm. because yeah. like you were saying if they're getting a load of funding, mm. is, are you really going to make an impact? So mm. go smaller. And that's why we're saying about communities and like the hospitals. Mm-hmm. Brilliant mm. idea. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much giving back to the community in a nutshell. Thanks, yeah. Sarah. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Eva. So and it feels really good as well. So yeah. enjoy it if you do yeah. get involved or anything like that. I can't yeah, wait for you the... You can't uh, do it like halfway. No. Like, you have to, to give it your give all. Give it your all. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I really can't wait for the marketplace now because we've a lot of foodies and a lot of bakers in here yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to get so fat <laughs> well, sure get a full new wardrobe as well uh, get your dad to cook uh, get him to bake a cake true. yeah <laughs> uh, thanks very much for joining yeah, us guys thanks for having and, um, us thanks so much cool. yeah Okay, Zoe, so moving on from giving back to your community, now it's the blog recaps. Yeah, so uh, recently there's been loads of blogs going out, but we've chosen three. Uh, So the first one is messaging tools, you know, internal communication, and it's something that's come up time and time again. Uh, People have been requesting this even through the software. Uh, And what I mean by instant messaging tools is like things like a group where you can chat with your staff, with your managers and create, you know, little channels where you can share information and make sure that everyone knows what's going on. You yeah. know, it's and keeping it's not, the team in the loop. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing to do with clients necessarily. Well, I mean, it's notes on clients, but to your within the staff. You yeah, know, you're not going to want your clients sending, in this group. Yeah, chat. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few there's quite a few options out there. Um, if if we highlight the the main the three main ones I suppose that people are already using within the industry would be Facebook groups. Uh, Facebook ad has actually also introduced Facebook Workspace. Yep. Um, it's it's similar to to the way a group would work, right? So it's just it's just a tool that helps you communicate with your staff team, uh, and it just puts everything together in the same place. You can share videos, you can share um, documents, you can go live within the group, you can, uh, you know, do pretty much anything you want, really. That, that's Facebook Workplace. So that's, yeah. that's only a new feature now coming in recently, but isn't it's it? A, yeah, but, like, it, it works quite similarly to, like, 
the Facebook group yeah. that we are like that you already know of that are already available on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are like obviously fa- uh, Facebook Workplace. Uh, they do have pricing plans and stuff, but there's also a free uh, a free version of it if you if you wanted a free a free plan basically for it. Yeah, I mean, like if you only have a handful of staff, then you could check it check it out. It's free. Uh, if you've kind of more bigger companies like thirty plus uh, mm-hmm. staff then you probably want to just stick with the Facebook groups or the next one you have lined up. So the uh, free ones. These yeah, are so, free ones. Yeah, yeah like I've, I always try to highlight free options because people don't necessarily want to spend more yeah. on, on anything else, especially if there are free versions out there. Exactly, yeah, unnecessary uh, costs. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's like, I mean, in the, in the blog, obviously, like I suggest you read it because I'm only going to highlight the three main ones, but within the three, uh, within each three, I highlight pros and cons of every platform so there is definitely uh something that you can look up there and and see if whatever works for you within your team but the other option uh the second one would be whatsapp groups and that's been you know ellen kavanagh from waxbert uses uh, whatsapp work groups they are free they are easy the only thing that sometimes uh happens is that um it can derail from being professional to being very casual and friendly and uh you kind of lose the professionalism out of it exactly yeah so there is that danger but again you know if 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 that's an option that you want to consider then that's totally fine and uh you should look into it but this is another one you just create a procedure about it exactly yeah but like like, we have them in work here we've some serious ones and then we've some like random channel or mm -hmm. forest jams which is our music yeah and actually that that brings me on to the third option which is slack oh i I peaked (laughs) (laughs) and slack uh i'd say it would be my favorite within all the options because there, it is available for free. You can use it on a tablet, on desktop, uh, on your smartphone. And the advantage of it is that you can send, you can create channels. So you could create, if you, if say you had a, a team of managers or different branches, yeah. you could have a channel for like uh, branch one, branch number two. You could have a channel for just uh, chat with, empl- uh, with the managers uh, of, of different branches. Or you could have one for every single employee in uh, within your organization, your company. So Slack uh, would be more kind of multi-branch, is it? Slack would be the like best option for the multi-branch, especially if you're trying to, to manage different things. Like if you don't want your floor employees to know everything about what you want to tell your managers, yeah. then it's easy to separate it because you can create private channels or public channels as well. And like, you know that as well, because we use Slack in, yeah. in Forest and I've like, heard of some salon owners using them too. Yeah. Like some of the examples we have is we've got the marketing channel, we've got the general, which is everyone. Mm-hmm. Now you can, they're all public, you can tune in and out, but sometimes it's just like, like the support channel would have so many notifications that we wouldn't need to be in it. But if yeah. we need to talk to support, we can jump into that channel. So it'd be the same with you guys, especially if any of you are uh, like cross um, crossing stock. So mm-hmm. f- taking stock from one branch to another branch so that's where that would come in handy because i know a lot of shops that do it and some salons do it too so Um, there's loads of advantages to to slack to be honest uh it's it's definitely something you should look into uh if if i had to choose one it would be that one Oh, 100 percent yeah there's just <laughs> yeah. so much more you can do and like you can still have fun with it too i mean like yeah, you can create like a the, fun channel like we have the random yeah. channel and just like you know that every other channel is professional yep and then that one you can put up fun things or like a random article you read or something like that and that's fine yeah. exactly yeah yeah cool so they are their 
the three salon communications. So that moves us on then to... Creating a mission statement. So and This one actually ties in well with 30 Days to Grow. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. So 30 Days to Grow is all Jeez, about... I'm just spoiling all your no. stuff, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're just getting way too... On par now. Yeah. <laughs> so 30 Days to Grow is all about the little small changes that you could do to grow your business. And, and it's one task a day that we send salon owners who's, who have registered... When you think about it, the, the whole the whole idea behind it is to have you, you kind of need a, a, a mission, like something that you want your your team to achieve in the end as well. Like you're you probably need a, you you have an end goal that you want to reach. Yep. It's defining that end goal, and sometimes you get so stuck on all the little things, the day by day, that you kind of just forget why you got into the business in the first place and what you wanted to achieve. But sure, it's like uh, that known thing with startup companies. So all these tech and software companies pivot. Pivot became this massive word <laughs> because they didn't have mission statements. They just came up with a product or came up with an idea and just constantly kept changing the business plan. So that's why most of them, or well, not most mm. of them, but a lot of them do fail because they don't know who they are and they don't know why they're doing it. They just had a good idea. Yeah. So this mission statement, it reminds you of why you got into the salon business, why you've gone with that particular yeah. style you have. And it just kind of keeps you on track with your journey and it keeps your team on track as well. Yeah, and for any other staff that you uh, decide to hire within you know the span of, of what you're doing. So yeah. uh, it just puts everybody on par with, with your ideas and your vision as, as a salon owner. You got into the industry for something, just try and remember what that was you know, <laughs> yeah. and communicate it with people. <laughs> Um, so how would you write one though? Uh, well, there's like loads of questions. Like obviously in the blog, you have that all written down. So it might be easier for you to, to have that on the side while you try and write your mission statement. Yeah. But there are questions that you can ask, like who is your company? What does it, What does your business do and why do you do it? Uh, do you want to make enough income to make a living or is profit more important? Who's your target base? Uh, who's your audience? Uh, do you solve a problem for your customers? If so, which one? Uh, what's the internal work environment you want for your employees? It's all that kind of thing, those, those kind of things. So basically, it's a sentence. You have to, to sum it up in a sentence. Yeah, like it sounds like it's a lot of work and, and really long there, but mm. that, they're just getting you to question every area yeah, of your salon. And exactly. then it's just one or two lines. Yeah, so if, if you say one or two lines, like think about... What do we do? How do we do it? Who do we do it for? And what value are we are we bringing? And as please, simple as. Please don't put down to be the world's best salon or to be the <laughs> world's best hairstylist because that is not a goal. Like how you're going to spend your mm. whole life trying to chase that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, like if I if I just give out an example, like I have an example just right there in, in up in front. So, our mission is to create a delightful retreat from the pressing worries of the modern world, embodying our own signature blend of natural and organic ingredients. We will strive to provide our guests with a sanctuary for the senses. To us, each guest is an individual, and each treatment a highly personal affair. And and it goes on just for a little bit. So this one is a little longer, but it just defines everything that you want to achieve with your business. Like even what you just read there, that's perfect. There's no like exaggerated claims or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's nice and simple. It's this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So I guess that that pretty much sums up the, the how to create a, a mission statement and why you should have one. And if you're doing 30 days to grow, I really encourage you, like we're still early days in the challenge. So I really encourage you to just, even even if you do have a task a day, just to add this one somewhere down the line, think about it during the month because you're already doing that work of trying to grow your business. So you might mm-hmm. as well, uh, if you don't have a salon, uh, if you don't have a mission statement, just take the time to make one. Yeah. And moving on to our third blog, which is uh, so to end the show on uh, a highlight, I suppose, or yes. a high note. Yes, we have announced Tabitha Coffee for the Salon Owners Summit 2018 as our keynote speaker. Does Tabitha need an introduction? <laughs> really, she she doesn't. She but... probably doesn't. But you know what? Yeah. Who is Tabitha? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, if you don't know Tabitha, Tabitha is a um, best-selling author, and she's also the star of hit US TV series Tabitha Takes Over. So, what she does basically in that series is help businesses get back on track every week with her advice on customer service, leadership, management, teamwork, and a good work ethic. In a nutshell, that's pretty much it, you know. But yeah. uh, there's so much to know about Tabitha. Like, yeah, it's so funny because. This blog just went up there a couple of days ago, didn't it? Yeah. And in our Slack channel that we were just talking about earlier, in the general one, it was actually one of our US trainers was basically, oh my God, oh my God, oh my yeah. God, Tabitha, <laughs> why didn't I know Tabitha is joining? So, because yeah. we're, we're in the marketing department, we've been working on this for ages, but we just kind of realized, oh wait, it's only actually being mm. announced now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she she's made her mark on reality in daytime television, uh, red carpet and best-selling lists, but initially her roots began in the hair industry, so she knows what she's talking about. She's, uh, very, she's a very confident woman. And her roots began in the hair industry, yeah. <laughs> ah, sorry, I didn't even think about that one. No, but um, from the beginning of her career, uh, when she was actually 14 years old, to training with Vidal Sassoon in London, to her debut on Bravo's Sheer Genius in 2007, she has devoted her professional life to achieving excellent in hair uh, design and education. So, I mean, she doesn't really need an introduction, really. No. Like, if if you don't know about her, I strongly recommend you look into her. She is amazing, and we cannot be more excited to have her on our speakers lineup. If you don't know who Tabitha is, first thing you need to do is check out Tabitha Takes Over on Bravo, isn't it? Yeah. Because that will open you up to how good she is and why we're getting her mm. as d- our key keynote speaker. Yeah, keynote speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah main yeah. keynote speaker. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, yeah, those tickets, we're still on the early bird tickets, so get those quick because they are, yeah, they're limited, actually. Yeah. So, so it's on Monday, 8th of January. We've moved from the Shelburne Hotel to this year. It's now in the Convention Centre, Spencer Dock, Dublin. And she stars alongside Steve Martin, Gavin Hoare yeah. and Valerie Delforge. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely an event uh, to get on board with as soon as you can because tickets will sell out yeah um, and well, it sells out this, every year so. oh yeah <laughs> and especially with the, with this announcement now it's just going to go so quick so uh, move on fast and uh, like I said our trainers got pure excited <laughs> this week and we thought they already knew <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
Cool. So to top off the show, or well, top top off the show, um, any upcoming webinars, Zoe? Yeah, absolutely. So the the next one would be on Monday, July twenty fourth, and that's the Salon Facebook webinar uh, masterclass with Chris Brennan, our content manager in Forest. So if you haven't jumped on that before, basically what we do through uh, it's it's an hour long, and we go through uh, how to read your insights, how to boost posts, how to uh, read your audience, different tips and tricks, and and it's it's really nice introduction to uh, Facebook advertising if you haven't really played around with it. And that's from uh, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. UK Ireland time or 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. US Eastern time. All you need to do is uh, go onto our Facebook page in the events section. We'll have uh, an event called Facebook Masterclass. And you go into that, click get tickets. Mm -hmm. They're free. Just save your spot and you're good to go. Cool. And as always, if you're uh, enjoying the show, let us know. I think you can leave a rating and review in iTunes. Mm -hmm, it'd absolutely. be great to see. It'd be great to see your uh, feedback and just kind of to see how much you're enjoying the show. Are you enjoying the show? <laughs> Who do you want to hear on the show? Like yeah. we do interviews every two weeks, so uh, every second week actually. So yeah, um, anyone that you want to get insights from and we can get on the show we'll be more than happy to do so or do you want to be on the show we've had a couple of salon owners reach out to us so um jump on board let's go on this note uh Killian, i don't i don't have anything else to add so uh I'm unless empty. you do you're no, empty, I'm empty. <laughs> <laughs> well listen guys have an amazing week and we will catch you next monday all the best